G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We might remember at the start of this year, Family Voice Australia seized a wonderful opportunity to fill a void and take over the National Mother of the Year Awards. Barnardo's was the previous host of the awards, but they pulled the plug and interestingly suggested the awards no longer reflected the diversity of families in the community. Well, of course, the awards are a perfect fit for Family Voice Australia. Ahead of Mother's Day coming up this Sunday, the winners of the 2021 awards have been announced. Our usual Family Voice Australia guest, Greg Bondar, he's on another duty today in his role as National Coordinator of the Mother of the Year Awards. And so, our absolute pleasure to welcome David DeLima, the Family Voice Australia State Director for South Australia, joining us. Hello, David. A special welcome back to 2020. Neil, it's great to be broadcasting with you once again. David, uh, this is continuing the tradition, isn't it, of recognising outstanding mothers in our Australian community? Yes, well, Mother's Day is a very important aspect of the community's celebration of motherhood and family. It's disappointing that the Bernardus people took their particular line, um, but that's their choice. Uh, As you've said, we were very pleased to have stepped into the void. Uh, motherhood, of course, is absolutely front and centre of family, so it, it is, as you say, a perfect fit with us here at Family Voice Australia. Well, I wish we had a drum roll and all of those sorts of things uh, for the announcement of the winners, because I know that the announcement has only just been made public in this past hour. I wonder if you can tell us, uh, David, who is the winner of the 2021 Mother of the Year Award? Yes, well, there were three... Uh, ladies that we wanted to honour in particular, we wanted to honour the grandmother of the year, the young mother of the year, and of course the mother of the year. So perhaps counting down the young mother of the year, this is for excellence uh, in motherhood to the age of about 25. The winner is a lady from Cairns in Queensland, Adriel Van Hassel. So congratulations to Adriel. And then here in South Australia, we managed to secure the Grandmother of the Year, which is uh, Anthea Adams, who lives on a farm in the little town of Cummins in South Australia on the Air Peninsula. So uh, she is the mother of uh, eight children and uh, has done a fantastic job. Uh, Her her kids are spread all over the place doing good works, so that's a fantastic effort. But the Mother of the Year, Neil, is uh, Lila Abdallah. Now, some of the listeners may well know her name, in relation to the tragedy which occurred uh, just last year when uh, uh, when Lila and her husband, they lost three of their six children who were mowed down by a drunk driver. Uh, and in fact, their, the cousin of the children was also killed. So it was a terrible day. Uh, incredibly, Lila and her husband, Danny, they've really inspired others because they immediately forgave the driver, even though there'd been this terrible tragedy and uh, Lila's now dedicating her award that we've uh, given to 
today. She's dedicating that to all women who are grieving the loss of a child. Well, isn't that an absolutely amazing story, backstory there for Lila? And I know that parents, uh, mothers, uh, of course, everyone listening may well uh, remember the details of that very, very sad story. Lila Abdallah in Sydney, the Mother of the Year 2021, Grandmother of the Year, Anthea Adams in South Australia, and the Young Mother of the Year, Adrielle Van Hassel, Cairns in Queensland. Wonderful to be able to honour mothers. And, uh, of course... Absolutely. Of course, we here are uh, just a few days away from Mother's Day, and this is really central and at the heart of where Family Voice Australia has been all these years. I said in the introduction, it's a perfect fit for Family Voice Australia, but uh, you guys at Family Voice really do have a special place for mothers, don't you? We do. We love to promote motherhood and also fatherhood. Both of those are very much under attack in our culture, fatherhood especially. Uh, The word mother, it's a very lovely word when uh, people do polls as to what is the the most beautiful word in the English language. So so mother is the number one and father is about 200 or something. So we, we really need to promote fatherhood. But today, of course, focusing on motherhood ahead of Mother's Day coming up this Sunday. And we're so delighted by the example that uh, Lila is providing. And I just want to quote to you, if I may, Neil, what she said today, uh, having received the award. She says, I'd like to dedicate the award to all the bereaved mothers out there. And she says, a lot of people have been inspired and touched with the forgiveness. That's the forgiveness that she and her husband have provided to the, the drunk driver. A lot of people have been inspired and touched by the forgiveness Uh, And they were able to forgive in their own family and accept their grief, she says. So um, what a wonderful example of grace under fire that is, Neil. It surely is. The ability to forgive is one of those things that we can really put down to. What happens in the faith of someone who holds to a religious uh, ideal, a religious faith? And uh, Mm. certainly, as we can recount David, and I know you'll be familiar with this, that uh, in the biblical scriptures uh, we're told we don't grieve the same way others do who have no hope. Uh, there is a hope that enables us to be able to enact forgiveness and be set yes. free from some of that pain and some of that trauma. And And the interesting thing is here, and Layla is not alone, a lot of mothers go through pain and trauma, whether they've lost children or whether there's been tragedy in their families, or whether there's been all sorts of circumstances and uh, situations that have affected you know, the development and growth of their children. So, uh, Layla, a tremendous yes. example of great motherhood here. Yes, uh, and of course Mother's Day is a sad day for many women for that particular reason. If they've lost a child through stillbirth or possibly through abortion, and uh, there are others, of course, who have lost their mothers, and so... There's no mother for them to spend time with on the day, although they can honour the memory, of course. So, uh, yeah, it's a day of some mixed emotion, and uh, it's quite remarkable. We we never thought that this would happen, that uh, that the the mother of the year would be honoured in particular for the loss of children uh, as well as as the raising of them. So um, this is is one of the mysteries of life, I suppose, but we're so pleased to have have honoured Lila in that respect. You've mentioned the scriptures, Neil, and of course the the scriptures really uphold motherhood so wonderfully. And Paul 
rejoices as he's writing to Timothy and speaking about the faith which has been passed down uh, across the generations there. And um, Paul names the the mother uh, and grandmother of Timothy. There we read this in uh, in First Timothy, and um, how how wonderful that their names are honoured, uh, and we can recount that example of faith being transmitted. Uh, certainly, when my my wife and I were were young parents, uh, when our our kids had hurt themselves, you know, fallen over and hurt themselves or something, if I tried to comfort our children, they, they'd push me away and, and be running to their mother. So I think there's something very special about the role of mothers, despite what the Barnabas Fund and other people might say. I, I think that we need to recognise the uniqueness of the, of the feminine parenting provided by the mothers and the masculine parenting that's provided by the fathers. So certainly uh, it's my personal testimony that my children would not be comforted by me in their infancy, but they would by their mother because of that special bond. It's all connected to childbirth and breastfeeding, which uh, men like you and me <laughs> will, will never be able to understand. No, but, um, this is the way God has made the world. It's, it's a beautiful thing, and we need to celebrate the diversity of both motherhood and fatherhood. Certainly mothers are wired that way and we could dig deeper and we could find foundations in there, the way that women are wired uh, for motherhood in the sense of, as you say, David, this idea of nurture uh, that doesn't always accompany the gift that a man has. And that's not to say that men can't be nurturers, but it just is something that is so uh, uh, prevalent, uh, so pervasive in women and in their role in motherhood, which we certainly can celebrate. And uh, right, yeah. uh, right, because uh, we're talking multi generations here too, because we've got a mother of the year, but also a grandmother of the year. Grandmothers yes. have a tremendous role to play because they are not only the nurturing role model for their children, but when it comes to multi-generations, grandmothers have a tremendous role to play too. They, they do, absolutely. The, the Psalms point this out for us. Uh, the Psalmist says, Even when I'm old and grey, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. This biblical notion of transmitting faith across the generations and Paul, again, writing to Timothy, he, he speaks about the honouring of women who have been faithful to their husbands, who are well known for good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the saints, helping those in trouble, and being devoted to all kinds of good deeds. So there's, there's this wonderful notion of honouring women that's there in Scripture, and, and especially as I've uh, indicated, in fact, it's uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, not 1 Timothy, must correct myself, Paul says there to Timothy, I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and then is transmitted to your mother, Eunice. So these ladies are named in Scripture, and we're so pleased to, to specifically name uh, the ladies that we're honouring today in particular. But uh, how good it is that the names of Lois and Eunice as Timothy's mother and grandmother are sort of inscribed in Scripture for all time as a wonderful example for women today. It is a wonderful example, and we've got three wonderful examples who have been recognised today with the announcement of the Mother of the Year Award. 
Grandmother of the Year Award and Young Mother of the Year Award. Uh, congratulations to all three of those winners. And uh, this will be something that's ongoing now for Family Voice. We mentioned, uh, you know, Barnardo's, uh, they have uh, relinquished uh, this opportunity to be able to honour mothers. and But Family Voice Australia, very quick uh, to jump in there and fill the void and take over an opportunity here. And I know uh, that uh, from talking to Greg and uh, and no doubt talking to you here, that uh, this is an opportunity that in the years to come, you'll be looking to grow and to honour mothers more diligently than ever because this is something that's ongoing. How soon will it be, do you think, David, uh, when people will be nominating for next year? Awards. Uh, well, we'll uh, get this year's award uh, over and done and dusted, and then we'll think about starting again. We don't want to start too early, of course, because people just leave things. So we'll probably wait until the new year, I would suggest, but I'll have to check with Greg exactly. But you're absolutely right, Neil. We, we really need to honour women as mothers and grandmothers in our particular cultural situation, because I would suggest to you, Neil, that motherhood has never been at a lower level of estimation in our culture. Uh, and the reason for that, I think, is because we are, we are so plunging headlong into materialism that the role, the traditional role of women to, to, to bear and nurture and raise children is very much under attack. Uh, and I like to speak about the conscription of married women into the paid workforce, conscripted against their will, most women who have young children, they do not want to work, but they're forced to. They'd much rather stay at home and nurture the child. Instead, they're under pressure to send their kids off to be looked after by someone else so that they can further their career. Just huge pressure now on families, and particularly in the big cities where you can't qualify for a home loan unless you've got both, uh, both partners uh, working. So uh, changes have occurred uh, just in fairly recent years in our society that have really quietly, subtly, but very powerfully attacked motherhood. Uh, and so we need we need to really start to address some of these issues, I think. Wonderful to be able to bring those dimensions of motherhood, which are so, so important. Hey, David, running out of time, I do want to touch on very, very briefly, but very importantly, uh, the news overnight. Uh, the Voluntary Assisted Dying Bill passed in the South Australian Upper House. You're in South Australia, the South Australian State Director for Family Voice Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. Give us your insights into what's happened uh, overnight. Yes, well, why members of Parliament feel the need to stay up until midnight to decide life and death issues? You know, people start hallucinating at that hour. It's not a good time to be tackling life and death issues, but that's a, that's a side question, I suppose. Uh, unfortunately, our upper house has overwhelmingly endorsed the same approach as has been passed in a, cu- a couple of years ago in Victoria. But, but we're seeing now a headlong plunge. I can use that phrase once again. So it's Western Australia, it's Tasmania, Victoria. Uh, South Australia will have to wait and see. The matter must go now to the lower house for consideration. And the lower house is certainly much more conservative than the upper house. So there, there is a possibility uh, that the, the bill would be either rejected or severely amended there in the lower house. So that's our hope and prayer. And we are certainly encouraging our people to make contact with their lower house representatives. We always knew that the upper house, being so libertarian, would pass the bill. Uh, So the the main fight really is now in the lower house. 
We'll monitor that along and no doubt your message to South Australians is don't drop the ball here. There's still plenty of work to do in being in contact with those MPs and making your voice heard. David DeLima is the Family Voice Australia State Director for South Australia, a special day today. And David, thanks so much for your great insights into the Mother of the Year Awards and uh, thanks for that update too on South Australia. I'll point listeners to familyvoice.org.au. Wonderful resources, articles, things that will help to keep you up to date as to how things are developing in different issues all around Australia. David, thanks for joining us today on 2020. Thank you so much, Mel. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.